It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The latest NFL draft buzz, a mock draft for all the teams that don't have a first-round pick, and live engagement from the YouTube channel is all coming your way today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day and a big welcome to our everydayers, you know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, thank you for being here. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash NFL60 and use code NFL60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Joseph, happy national everyone had their blue check marks. Day taken away on Twitter. Gone. Day to you. Gone. Can, can anybody else in the chat uh, verify that Jake is the only one who's not seeing video? <laughs> so we are live right now. And Jake's I like, have it on. What's a guy have to do? What's a guy have to do to get video? And I'm like, oh man, I hope it's just a you problem. Uh, so leave and come back and see if that helps. But uh, yeah, Joe, happy national. Everyone lost their Twitter blue check marks and lost their minds about it. And everybody tweeted about it mm-hmm. all day yesterday day to you i made it a point to not say a word about it you know i i have gone out of my way to mute (laughs) the words blue check check mark twitter blue anything and everything i just i it's not real life right it's twitter yeah yeah it's not the end of the world i promise yeah all right we're gonna move on the, the the sun will still rise in the east and set in the west without your blue check mark, which I lost mine too. I'm bummed, but I didn't feel the need to tweet about it. So. so NFL draft buzz, there's something that has been on my mind, and it's the idea that Tyree Wilson could go ahead of Will Anderson. There's a lot of momentum for that to happen. Okay. So I've recently watched them both. and Like back-to-back? Yes, it's always important when, you, when you're going to do an exercise like this is to watch them back-to-back. I watched them back, and I really, really, really like both players. Really do. But I'll tell you this. I don't think it's that crazy of a thing to happen. I like them both. But I, here's the deal. I don't think either one is a true sack artist. I think it's about the skill sets that they offer. And you know, for Will, I think he was re- able to take advantage of a lot of scheme and twists and stunts and opportunities for him to finish, but I don't know that he has a very complete repertoire of moves. And Tyree Wilson has just crazy physical gifts. And when he's able to attack, 
he is unbelievable. Like he is just ragdolling people out of the way and he's got crazy finishing burst and he's a crazy good athlete. So you said neither one of these two players is sack, a sack artist currently. Right. My question for you is who do you foresee having the higher ceiling on passing downs? Or is or is that to go so far as to say that is very system dependent on what they're going to be asked to do? I think it's system dependent. But I think that Tyree Wilson has more in his bag to just completely win one-on-one battles. So how do you... How do you quantify the season Will Anderson had in 2021 and that level of dominance in the SEC? I'm genuinely asking. I, I, it means a lot to me. That backfield production that he's had over the last two seasons is unbelievable. And he's higher than Tyree Wilson on my board. Very closely graded. I think that's where I got surprised is that I thought there would be more of a gap between this Will Anderson, Jalen Carter tier down to the next players, but I kind of think that Tyree Wilson's right in that conversation for me at least. Yeah, and and I don't think it's crazy to think that Tyree Wilson, because Tyree Wilson, fair or not, right or not, he's a prototype build, right? Will Anderson's kind of not. He's a little bit leaner than you probably ideally like him to be, and if you're going to add mass, then then you kind of have the projection of what that does to his athletic profile. That's not to say that Will Anderson is not going to be a very, very successful NFL player. But he reminds me of Clowney, but not 270 pounds, Jadavion Clowney, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a developmental curve and if Tyree, because he is a little bit more prototypical, at least has a higher floor earlier on. I think, I guess here's a hot take for us. I think Tyree Wilson is a better prospect than Trayvon Walker. Okay, that's a take. I don't know that I disagree with it, but it's a take. I I think Miles Murphy's a better prospect than Trayvon Walker, too. Ooh. Now that's spicier than what I just said. Is it, though? Is it? No. His athletic profile is like exactly like Trayvon Walker's, but he was more productive in college, and he's more fluid. When both, I'll say this about Miles Murphy and Trayvon Walker. When they turn it on, dude, yeah, they're tough to deal with, man. It's just yeah. about the consistent application of those gifts to be consistently dominant. And I think that's true for both players. So that's, I guess, my hot take that I would throw out there. And I like, like, we like Trayvon Walker. I think Trayvon Walker is going to be a, a consistently good pro. I don't know how high his ceiling is as a pass rusher. But if you like guys that are going to dominate the line of scrimmage and, and can get you six to eight sacks a year pretty consistently, that's going to be him. Yeah. I don't think Tony liked that. Tony Tibbs. Tony- oh. He said yikes what? in the chat. That's okay. Yeah, if you listen disagree. to this podcast to agree with everything that we say, that's really boring for everybody. Right. Right. So. And we can do it, we can do it respectfully, right? Like we don't, we don't of need course. to be Brady Quinn and Ryan Clark yelling at each other saying, I'm not your oh, guy, gosh. buddy. I'm not your buddy Stilly. guy. <laughs> and I love, I love both dudes too. So it was just kind of weird to sit here and like watch the Sabo of tweets go back and forth yesterday being Thursday. We're recording on Thursday night, but it's the Friday show. So the other thing that's really on my mind in terms of some of the buzzy stuff is the idea that the Houston Texans could just sit there at two 
and not draft a quarterback. You seem to think they have a pretty good chance of drafting Tyree Wilson at number two. Well, isn't that who Lance Zerline had them picking? That holds a lot of weight to me. Yeah. And I think about that left defensive end role in D'Amico Ryan's defense, how important it is, and how perfect Tyree Wilson would be for it. I also think Will Anderson would be, too, if you used him as a true Leo. And that's kind of what Alabama did, especially in 2021. Yeah, I like that. If Will's if Will's there for Seattle, you have to feel like that's the – that coaching staff with, with, like, Pete and all the players that they had and the Bruce Irvins of the world, like, they know how to get the best out of Will, right? Oh, no question. And here's the – the the entire wild card for me in the top ten is is Jalen Carter because Jalen Carter, if you didn't have all the questions, I don't know that he's not a better prospect than Will Anderson. He's really good, but what team is going to invest there? And it's not just like the talent's obvious, but when you're picking that high, you're probably not that good of a football team, and you need foundational pieces of your roster. And you're picking that high. There's expectations. Now I heard. I, on, on the uh, Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special, which is phenomenal content. It's the, the bee's knees, Dude, if we're being I honest. I literally could not stop listening to it today. It cost me a lot of work time, honestly. I'm two episodes in. You don't have anything else to do, let's be honest. You're, you're, not, you're, probably, you're probably not that wrong about it. But you yeah. know, I'm prepping, watching film, getting my podcast stuff together. But um, Matt has Jalen Carter number one on his board. He said... It's it's Randy Moss, it's Warren Sapp. Just get him on your team; it'll be fine. That's what he said, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, if that guy reaches his ceiling, he's going to be a real problem in the league yeah, for a you, long time. If he finds intrinsic motivation to be the best version of himself year in yeah. and year out, day in and day out, he's the most naturally gifted player in the class. I think. <sighs> Bijan, defensive player. Yes, most naturally gifted defensive player. I saw somebody say that Bijan was a third-round prospect. This Dude. Dude, you know what running back is really good? I hope you agree with this. Oh, Zach this will be Charbonnet. Fun. Zach Charbonnet. Dude, I watched his vision. He might have some of the best vision I've ever oh, seen. Tajay Ty- Spears has the best vision in the class. Charbonnet's close, man. <laughs> I love both of those players. That'd be one heck of a tandem if that was like your backfield. Yeah, Charbonnet and Tajay Spears. Dude. Um. I think what got me with Charbonnet was the vision, the smoothness of his cuts for a big back, the contact balance. Those were all the areas for me that really, really popped. And just like, he's not afraid to run you over either, right? So he'll challenge you physically. He's silky smooth as a big guy. He's contorted his way out of a bunch of tackles. His feel of like closing defenders around him and bracing for contact to gain extra yardage is really, really good. And look, that that Chip Kelly offense like their run schemes really really good and i think it's prepped him for a very high degree to, to be effective as an nfl runner he's been great the last two years for them dude i was just having a time i did org i started with the oregon tape and i remember brent as a hell of a game as a hell of a game man <laughs> like what are these cuts what is this vision it's unbelievable got went to utah arizona i mean he he was awesome how about the one in the oregon game where he like he tucked up through off the left tackle and he had the, I think it was the safety that came down on him, and he like Whoop. spun through and around it, and like lifted his leg up over another guy as he's coming out of the spin. I was just like, oh my goodness, just unreal. 
Do you have like a non first round guy that you just love? Because I mean, that might be with me and Zach Charbonnet. Keanu Benton's another one of those guys. I just love him. You're gonna make me pull up the the Dolphins big board, huh? I wish that it just like I wish that that name just was there for you when I said that that there you would is. just have it. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Um, can I say Laporta? Of course you can. Uh, probably Laporta. Sam Laporta, Iowa tight end. Iowa tight end Sam Laporta is probably on that list. Um, Sidney Brown. It's a good call. I like him too. I haven't. I don't think there's any chance he goes in the first round, but I think he's Antoine Winfield Jr. all over again. Sidney Brown. I, yeah, he's probably a better athlete. Bub is telling us, challenging us to be. There's no way we're done in 30 minutes. Well, I, don't I think, think we started was... about. I think we started about 10 minutes ago. Yeah, was that our objective? Is 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 he telling me to tell everyone about Built.com because something exciting something is coming? Huge is coming over there on tomorrow on Saturday, April 22nd. Just in yeah. case you don't know what day people are listening to this, but April 22nd, we don't have all the details yet, but the excitement is real. Kyle, this is this. You know what's real is look at this. This is three. Num, 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 I'm going to do this every time we do Bill Bar reads now. Num, 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 num. <laughs> Joe ran train on the Bill Bars today. Uh, no, can't stop, won't stop. Uh, if you guys know how Bill works, they have the most incredible protein bars in the world. And they do these amazing flavor drops with unreal flavors and limited quantities. And so make sure you check your calendars, mark your calendars, and head to built.com on Saturday, April 22nd to be one of the first to discover what the hype is all about. I can't wait to see what the new flavor is. And um, head on over to Built.com. Use our promo code LOCKDOWN15. You'll get 15% off your next order. The best tasting protein bars on the planet. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. I think it is important for me to distinguish here. My computer's here. My camera's here. So I'm I'm looking at you on but the you're... YouTube channel. Because you can find us on YouTube, of course, or, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. But if you're on the YouTube and we're on the live stream, we got... A bunch of people in with us right now. It's great to see all you guys. Uh, Joe, I, I have another name. And this okay. he might be a day three guy. I don't know if you've watched Moro Ojomo. Texas defensive tackle? Yes. Tell me things. Really good gap control kind of player. Uh, about 290 pounds. Good length. Good power in his hands. Like his patience. Uh, to to lock out on blocks, he um is very fluid and athletic for an interior guy. Flash flash some really nice rush counters. 
He's just kind of lean. He's kind of built like a four-eye, where if you put him in at three or further in, you're probably asking for trouble where he's going to get pushed around by double teams and stuff. But if you put him inside shade and you want to run bare fronts and and put him as a down lineman, especially if you're going to run a penetration-style front, I, I think he can really be a solid player uh, for you. I wish I had a good comp for him, but I don't. But Ojomo, he's a good player. Future Cowboy, Moro Ojomo. Wouldn't that be type of scheme? Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised. Are we ready to uh, do a little mock draft action here? Yeah. For so, non-first-round teams? Yeah, they so I guess love we have five, right? I guess we'll do the Rams first. Are they the first? They have 36. Non- at first. Ooh. It's kind of like a first round pick. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to have it off the screen. We'll we'll talk about players that are available on the board. We'll do it. We'll reset the browser. We'll go to the next team. That way instead of putting a bunch of teams in and then you have to pick for the team you already picked for twice before you get to the 49ers who pick all the way at 99 or whatever it is. It's just a little bit easier that way. Uh question from Steven uh in the meantime while I get the Rams loaded up, Joe. Keanu Benton's best position on the defensive front in the NFL is what? Um, I like him probably not as a true one. I think everything else out is where I like him. But he could like play. As, he could play on the nose, though. He could. He could. I, I wish he played with more consistent leverage to do that. Um, but I like him pretty interchangeably. But. As a three, I think you can play him in the A-gaps, but not necessarily as like a true nose. I think you can play all the way out to 4-I. I'm a okay. big fan. So we're doing the Rams, and I'm going to do the last five picks. Okay, just let everybody know who just went. Uh, Eagles at 30 took Brian Branch. Chiefs at 31 took Brian Brzee. The Steelers at 32 two took Felix Uzoma. Uh, the Texans at 33 took Mozzie Smith. The Cardinals at 34 took Trenton Simpson. And the Colts at 35 took Will McDonald. The Rams are on the clock. I feel like what, with the Rams, right? What with position do limited you Limited resources. I want to know who the best player is at a premium position because every single thing's on the table. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes, Julius Brents at corner. Also DJ Turner, who I think might be better than both. Uh, Keon White at defensive end. Hennon Hooker at quarterback. Dewan Jones, top offensive tackle available. Any of these move the needle for you? Is is what is there other <laughs> any other edge rushers like Will McDonald? Uh, so you have, you have, well, Will McDonald was in the last five picks that we just okay. touched on. Uh, so Keon White's off the board. Let me. I'll go ahead. Uh, Draft attendee Keon White, that is, Kyle. DJ, BJ Ojolari is here. Maybe. Keon White, Derek Hall, Isaiah Foskey. Tuli Tiopolotu. A little underrated in this class. Ojolari or um, Keon White would make some sense to me. <sighs> Could you have picked two more polar opposite players that play the, place, play the same relative position as pass rushers i could i couldn't but i think keon white can play more of a five tech and reduce him inside and then you could use bj ojalari how you kind of use leonard floyd 
Uh, Nabil, no, it would not be easier if we shared our screen because Joe can't see when I share my screen. He sees our camera all the time. Yeah. Uh, so for your viewing quality, we're, we're going to talk through it. Um, so Keon White. Okay. So we'll do Keon White for the Rams as our first right. pick. Great. And now we're going to reset. And we're going to do, I think the Dolphins are next. 51. 50, 51, yes. So two-round mock. Loading up. The Dolphins at 51. We are not allowed to pick Keon White. We are not allowed to pick any players that win in the first round of our mock draft. Is that the deal? That's the deal. Okay. So the Dolphins are on the clock. Uh, the last five picks, Keely Ringo to the Patriots, Brenton Strange to the Commanders at 47. Seems like a player who's getting a lot of buzz right now. Uh, and here's the back-to-back heartbreaker, Steve Avila to the Lions at 48, Matthew Bergeron to the Steelers at 49, and then Tyreek mm. Stevenson at 50 to the Bucks. So the Avila Dolphins, and Bergeron. Back-to-back kind of stinks. Um, Dewan Jones is on tough. the board. That's tempting. So the best players available in this iteration of a mock include Mozzie Smith at 51, which I'm pumped about. Uh, Keanu Benton, John Michael Schmitz, Jack Campbell, who we can't pick because we took him in the first round. Didn't Mozzie went in our first round too? Mozzie did go in our first round, yeah, so I'll shut up. Um, Dewan Jones, Sam Laporta. Those are probably the names that I would invoke here i mean you gotta take I, it's a dolphins pick, yeah but, but i would, would I'd be jones the one yeah i'm personally most concerned about the offensive line and i feel like the jones is exactly the type of player that can really widen lanes and quick set and make it difficult to to get that quick pressure on tua so i'd roll with that i would be inclined to agree with you if DeWan Jones is there, I think that's a pick the Dolphins should probably make. I know that their expectation, um, air quotes here, expectation is that Austin Jackson is going to be the starting right tackle, but that's the expectation because they don't have anybody else on the roster right now. So if DeWan Jones falls, dial it in. Darnell Washington was run. not on the board, Maddie. Not on the board. <laughs> that would have been an easy choice, right? Correct. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have sprinted that one in real quick. So the Broncos are next. They pick at 67. All right. Denver Broncos. What are, what's uh what are we thinking here? Jeez. Oh, Some help on that D line. This no, they just paid Zach Allen. Should they have? They gave him fifteen million per too. It's not even like they paid yeah. him a little bit. They need Zach Allen and Randy Gregory to be good. Well, if they need a pass rusher, Foskey's on the board. They kind of need a five-tech. I mean, right now they're starting Jonathan Harrison opposite of Zach Allen how about, in their three-down fronts. How about Byron Young or Zach Harrison as a five-tech? I feel like Byron Young. I don't wouldn't like Brian, Byron Young as a five. Zach Harrison I can get behind, but I think the best prospect is – the player that you said first, Foskey. Foskey. He would make sense to me. Um, I think their offensive line's pretty set. I mean, 
mean, we've heard these wide receivers. I know as Sean in the in the the chat. Um, are they trading Jerry Judy? They've had rumors about trading these wide receivers on and off for forever. Tell wants to know if any linebacker is available. Let me see here. Right. They're rolling with Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell as their backers. Toe Toe is the best off ball linebacker no. available. And no. oh my goodness, I have never been floored in a bad way with somebody's twenty twenty two tape the way that I was with Toe Toe with my expectations before the year. I did not think he had a strong season. I don't I don't mind Foskey for them. Well, for the sake of not doing a 50-minute show, which we were challenged on doing, let's do Foskey. Okay. And we will do our fourth single team day two mock. Cleveland Browns? And this is the Cleveland Browns now at 74 because they traded back from 40-whatever with the Jets with the Elijah Moore trade. Yep. I'm thinking about D-line for them, too. Who's the dream interior defensive lineman who's available? Benton, but he's not going to be there. He should not be there. I would agree with you. So we are going to start the draft. Like We're rolling with Jordan Elliott right now as our three-tech with Tristan Hill behind him. We can't do that. Zach Pickens is the top available interior defensive lineman, according to these rankings. Which I would disagree with, but okay. Who else is there at interior defensive line? Uh, Sakai Aika. Nope. They just—they already did the Danny Shelton thing, right? Jaquelin Roy. Oh, nah, this, is ter- this is a terrible board for them. Keandre Coburn, Colby Wooden. Nope. No, we got to move off this. We can't. We can't force yeah, one of these picks. That's they, bad. Yeah, they, they is there an edge rusher? Be pretty pissed at us, and I wouldn't blame him. Uh, Harrison. Two Pelotu, Isaiah McGuire, Yaya Diaby, Dylan Horton, mm. top available defensive ends. Man. I feel like they really need help there. Like this D line just is where it's obvious to me. And linebacker, you said Henry Toto is the highest one. Well, hold on. We just did a new one. Uh, how about Dorian okay. Williams or DeMarvian Overshone? I like overshone more than Williams. Feels still feels like a reach though at seventy four though, doesn't it? You want know best players available? I don't know, maybe. Sure. Luke Musgrave, Riley Moss, Sidney Brown, Blake Freeland, Tucker Craft, Tyler Steen. Too bad they don't need a tight end, huh? Right. Quan Martin, A. T. Perry, Luke Whipler. Antonio right. Johnson, yeah, this is a nightmare. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> we might want to just give him oh. like a, like an upside player like Harrison or something. How about we just For take the, the how about we just take the best player available and draft Sidney Brown and just be done with it? Where are we playing him? Safety. I mean, next they to Juan on, Thornhill. What they, Grant they, help it's not been consistent enough for us to like this, be there. This, there's a three safety. This is a three safety. Yeah, league. let's Sidney Brown. Sydney Let's give him something just exciting. Pure, pure best player available. Yeah, we won't and, force him. And we, we, didn't, we didn't love it, guys, but we also didn't love what the board gave us here. I love Elijah Moore. That was a great pick, and hopefully Absolutely. Deshaun winds up being really good. That would be a good pick for you, too. 
All right, so the 49ers who pick 99th. This is our last sim. They pick, what, did they pick 99, 100, and 101? Did they have like three right. in a row right they, there? They do. They get, they get a big run on compensatory threes. We got to find a right tackle, don't we? We can't be rolling out there with Colton McKivich. I don't know, man. I keep I keep thinking they're going to hit the wall with these offensive linemen, and they, they figure it out. They keep being sufficient players. Like, I never would have guessed Spencer Buford was yeah. what he was for them. Start the draft. Okay. Michael Wilson, Trevius Hodges Tomlinson, Luke Schoonmaker, Tavius Robinson, Jordan Battle, Corey Trice. Who are the offensive tackles? You want to know the tackles? Yes. Nick Saldaveri. Okay. Carter Warren. I like Carter Warren. I don't, to be honest with you. That's a bad take. I just don't think he can move. Ooh. He labored a little bit in some of the games that I watched this year. I'm fine with Saldaveri. Saldaveri's the pick? Yeah. I, I would. Got, that's that's your best case scenario. With the, we with just the need more here. More here. Right. Tackle, we need more contra- con- competition. And, and Old Dominion... He's like a super athlete. I think that's a great spot for them to go. So that that's the pick. Those are the those are the mocks. All right. So coming up here next is going to be your questions, your takes. Send them in here if you're live on YouTube. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. I got to use the transition screen. I was really happy about it. Oh, was it? I was wondering what you are going to do there because that that is kind of awkward. Yeah, like here's a quick break. We're going to go get a cup of coffee and a ham sandwich. No, we we just actually we're yeah we're we're going to go right in. So um, this is now up to the chat, right? This is up to you guys. I know you guys have been dumping takes. If we did not acknowledge them earlier, now's the time. You've got about, what, 10 minutes? We can call it 10 minutes? Yeah. Chris wants to know, who is this year's Tariq Woolen? Not limited to corner, but an athletic, freaky player who is high odds to be overlooked by NFL GMs due to X reason. Overlooked, huh? I got to pull up the board here or else I'm not going to be able to answer that. I am fighting some allergy demons over here tonight. Out there in old Delaware. Why do I have this urgency to go to the corners? <laughs> because they asked who the next right. Tariq Woolen is. 
Man, I wish then something was popping here for me. How about Nick Saldaveri? Maybe. Who's that tight end they have? Koontz? Old Dominion's got a couple guys. Yeah, Mike Isecki, light. Penn State and everything. Penn State and everything, huh? We transferred from Penn State, yeah. I didn't know that. Zach Koontz, yeah. He got recruited there. He's like an older kid, too. They um they recruited him there, and then they changed the offensive system. He was going to be like the next Mike, and then they changed the offensive system to this run-heavy system, and it's like, well, time to go. Wish something was popping for me right well, now. Well, let's, let's move on then. I think yeah. Chris Chris stumped us. Uh, Jordan wants to know if Steen could be a left guard instead of a tackle. I don't think Anthony Steen is a tackle at the next level. I think he gets ate up by lack of length way too often. I don't know if you agree with that take or if you've seen enough Steen. Tyler well, yeah, Steen. I mean, he doesn't even, Ty- he doesn't even Tyler have- Steen, not yeah, Anthony Steen. 32 and three-quarter inch arms. That's not long enough. Uh, Tony, Riley Moss is a top 10 corner in the class. I can't get there. And and part of that's because I really like this class of corners. Right. And I, I think will say he, he had a better year this year than he, like the buzz that he had coming into the year. I think he actually justified it with his play this year. If you're going to play zone, I mean, I think he's a mid-round pick. That's intriguing. But this, I mean, this corner class is so deep. I mean, guys like Cam Smith and, you know, there's like five perceived first rounders, Forbes. You've got DJ Turner, Clark Phillips, right. Darius Rush, Julius Prince. I mean, I can't Chris, get there with the top 10. Chris wants to know who this year's Cole Strange is. Keon White. No, because we're expecting that. Be, are we? But are we only expecting that because he's been invited to the draft and he's going? Well, Cole Strange wasn't. So who's the guy? Who's the random first round pick that really nobody saw coming? Will McDonald doesn't qualify because I think people expect that. Is it Jack Campbell? I I don't know. I've been wanting Jack Campbell to be the Bills pick at twenty seven for a month now. So I understand that, but you're not most people. That would surprise people. You know what would surprise me is Emmanuel Forbes. I keep seeing him in mock drafts going, and he's 166 pounds. Yeah. He's 20 pounds away from still being small. I don't think that qualifies for the sake of the question, though, because he's getting put in the first round of mock drafts. Right. How about DJ Turner? Turner can play, man. I like him a ton. Cody Mock? I don't know he's not getting more buzz. Is it Cody Mock? That would surprise me if he went in the first round. Maybe that that's why he's a fine answer. Uh, Matthew Zach- Burge, how is Bat Matthew Bergeron not in this conversation? He's got first round tape, right? Some people think he's a guard. Why? How about Steve Avila? I've seen him mocked in the first round, but frequently, not frequently. I think these we got into some names here that make yeah. sense for the yeah. answer here. Zachary wants to know. What our thoughts are on Bijan apparently only meeting with the Eagles and the Bucks. Dude, there's been a lot of this. Kalijah Kansi didn't meet with a single team. Josh Downs didn't meet with a single team. And then Bijan met with the Eagles and Bucks. Like, I, I don't know if there's just less visits happening. If Zoom, you know, a lot more Zoom. And like you're seeing these people, you have exposures throughout the course of the process. And 
Are Zoom meetings kind of taking the place of this? Uh, let's see. Matt, and- shocked to see Zay Flowers fall out of your mock. Me too. I tried to get him going about 12 times, he, I think. He did. I, I, he'd, he'd have been the perfect player to go where Nolan Smith ended up going with Baltimore. Yeah, but that was like too... I think we like, put Nolan Smith too low in that mock. There's no question. He's so good. Did you see Honest NFL, who has some ties to Philly, just put, just put out a big thing with him and how he fits the Philly system? He does. He absolutely does. Ten. What they got out of Reddick, he's a better version of Reddick, man. Ten. Pick ten. Would not surprise me. Pick ten. I won't bl- I won't bad nigh. He's a top ten player on my board. Uh Sam Teets, Joey Porter's closer to being a second round pick than a top fifteen pick. I agree with that. Well, I uh, honestly, right, we we have not had a lot of love out there from people that we've spoken to in that are well connected in the league about Joey Porter. Yeah. I think the name kind of gets you to a certain level of expectation and he's got all the potential in the world, but I do think he's a scheme specific starter. Um, Philip wants to know what update I have on the mouse in the garage. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. What <laughs> can you tell us? I haven't seen him. I have not seen him. I removed all the food, all the temptation. You think I've he seen, moved out and didn't tell you? I've seen no dung, no scat. Is that that guy behind you there on the couch? Did he potentially have anything to do with it, or this guy over here? The two of them. Fun there. fact: I was gonna say, oh, you can see too. The people, the people at home can't see too. Let me. Okay. There you go. A couple of felines there back there. They're not the same cat, but they look similar. They're not. They didn't have anything to do with it because they don't have their front claws. I feel like those cats are always in your office. Do they are they not free to move about the rest of the house? Uh, they are, but at nighttime because they like to bang on doors and stuff. Um, yeah, but we record during the day and they're always in there too. They like hanging out with their dad. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Big cat guy, Kyle Krabs. Uh, Chris, uh, Ryan. Sorry, Ryan, I missed yours. Would you rather have Ringo in the second or Corey Trice in the fourth? I'd rather have Corey Trice. Are, are we, have we gotten to the point with Keely Ringo where maybe – He's underrated? No, I don't think so. Really? No. There's not some flashes there that are appealing enough for you to think no. like, no. I'll go with Keely. <laughs> Chris wants to know who in draft media you guys pay the most attention to this time of year. Us, of course. <laughs> Do we still count? We still draft um, media? I, I value Dane Brugler. I value Lance Erline. Um, DJ? Yeah, of course. Daniel Jeremiah. Jordan Jordan Reed? TD, TD, fellow TDN alumni, Jordan Reed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maddie, Maddie Light wants to know why everyone is so low on Makai Blackman, the corner from USC, which is a great question because I watched you his tape. Him. Yeah, yeah I, I pounded the table for that dude when I watched his tape. I think he's just small. He's a slight frame. He's probably nickel specific. But then we just watched, what's his name from LSU go in the top 100? Cordell Flott. Cordell Don't Flott, it. all 171 pounds of Cordell Flott went in the top 100 last year. So... Who the heck knows? But I think Blackman's a really, really good player. I just there's a dog in here. I had no idea there was a dog in here. Show us. Come on, Bruno. Come on, buddy. Here, Brad. Bruno's making a pod. He bud. Wow. That's your newest addition, too. Yeah, we side of the road pup right here, a legitimate one. Here he is. Is he going to say anything? 
Imagine, so, imagine a live draft use experience without a live dog at this point. Right. This is pretty much, and we can provide the dogs, you know, yeah, with our own. We, this we'll is Bruno that. here. He's got we'll, his new we'll banana collar. There he is. Pretty good guy here. Oh, man. The chat just dumped, so I just missed a bunch of stuff. Uh, Will wants you to know he's an everyday watcher on Locked On Bills. Thank went, you, Will. We appreciate you, brother. Uh, he went to high school with Justin Fields and played Little League with Miles Murphy. But what is your outlook on Justin Fields next year? I'm excited. Year-over-year um, year continuity is going to be big. Obviously, the, the talent around him is better. The defense stinks out loud. So hopefully, Matt Eberflus and the new linebackers can help. But I'm worried about a lot there on that defense. But I'm excited to see what Justin Fields can do this year. I think it, there's uh, there's just a whole lot more going for him in that situation. No question about it being his team. And it's that third season, which is always really important for kind of that defining year of what a guy's going to be. So I'm really optimistic for him. Uh, Nabil. Tommy Anabore will be a player who is in limbo his first two seasons since the team that drafted him will be messing with his weight and position as he finds his way to take. Dude, I am I am living this right now with AJ Epinesa and Boogie Basham. Weight weight fluctuation has been huge, and they're just they. Yeah, but Tommy's two eighty and a ninety ninth percentile athlete. So like, what? Why wouldn't you just keep him there? Right, just play him, at, at, play him at two eighty and live in the world where he's a base end and early downs, and he's a interior right. pass rusher on third down you're right? you're seeing more fronts that engage like are willing to do that so do it you have to you you have to hope that's the plan right and if it's not then i would agree with nabil nabir nabil but that's like there's a pathway for that to be avoided i just don't know that that pathway is guaranteed uh tell can't see his dt4 at best and Neil said Kalijah Kansi will turn out more like Ed Oliver than Aaron Donald. Okay. First <laughs> first of all, Kalijah Kansi is a not-for-me prospect. Somebody else can figure out if sub-31-inch arms and 280 pounds is going to work, uh, especially for where he's been mocked to go. Okay, Would, so would you have drafted Milton Williams? On day two. So would you draft Kalijah Kansi on day two? I probably think about him in the third round, which is where Matt Williams went. Yeah. Okay. I'll shut up. Go ahead. So, I think that him. When I say him, I mean Kalaja Kansi and Ed Oliver. I think are both undersized three techniques, but I think they have very different skill sets. I think where Ed Oliver has uh, an advantage on Kansi is I think he's more stout and more strong. He has more functional strength. But I think Cansey is more explosive, and I think Cansey has a lot more rush moves. But Ed Oliver has more length. Somehow, Ed Oliver has more length than another defensive tackle. And so I feel like their strengths are very, very different. And so I think where Cansey is going to be a bit more of a liability as a run defender, I think he's a much better pass rusher. I think Ed's been a better run defender and maybe a little bit underwhelming as a pass rusher based on the hype, right? I think if you if you take out the lens of him being a top 10 pick, you could appreciate him being a reasonably good starting three technique, but because he went nine overall, right? you know, he's not been that guy. And I think uh, if, if somebody takes Cansey that high, it's just going to be really hard. To really live hard. up to that. Yeah, especially because inevitably people are going to bring up Aaron Donald. They just are. And they should. Correct. Uh, we got, we're going to do two more. Okay. 
the first one's from Weekly Huddle, and it's a take. Clark Phillips is closer to a UDFA than a top 10 corner in the class. Whoa. Really? How do you get there? What What am I missing with Clark I, Phillips? I knew that would get you. Get you going. Wait, do you, do you, are you in on that or something? No, no I'm not. No. I mean, I know he's small. I mean, it's but just like, size is the concern, right? But, like, dude, Asante Samuel Jr. wasn't big either, right? Jair Alexander isn't big. And I'm not saying he's in that category. But there's a path for him for sure. See how small these receivers are coming out this year? Right. Tank Dell. <laughs> <laughs> They're all tiny. Zay Flowers, Josh Downs is tiny. Jordan Addison, or, yeah, Jordan Addison's tiny. These are all small guys. And that brings us to our last one, speaking of wide receivers. Bub, Rasheed Rice, over, under, pick 70 and a half. Over, put a lot of money on it. So when you say over, you mean later than 70. Later than 70 and a half. Yeah, lots of money. There you go. Lock it in, huh? You didn't even think twice about it. No. Did you? Um, no, he's had a tough go. His whole pre-draft process has been tough. Bad. Right. Look, we hope you guys enjoyed the live stream. For those of you who tuned in, uh, shout out to the everydayers who are here, your teams every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm Kyle Krabs. He's Joe Marino. You can find us, Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, on YouTube, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Did a live stream tonight. Got everybody involved. It was really fun. It was nice to chat with you all in the build-up to the 2023 NFL Draft. But that's going to do it for us here. Deuces. Make it a great rest of your day. Make it a great weekend. We will be back on Monday with more content coming your way. So hit subscribe. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.